Warning, MF Uncensored contains adult language and discussion. Listener discretion is advised. We're a couple of misfits. We're a couple of misfits. What's the matter with misfits? That's where we fit in. We're not happy and Hello, everyone, and welcome back to MF Uncensored. Don't forget, if you guys are listening to us on the go, you could find us on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, basically anywhere you guys get your podcasts. You can also find more of our content on our website, themisfitfaction.com. There you find links to not only this show, but some of our other shows like the Multiverse Fancast and Cinematic Adventures. As always, I'm one of your hosts, Paul, and I'm just doing the intro for you guys today. Just setting up the, we did a great interview that I'm happy to share with you guys. I'm really excited for you guys to hear. It's got a lot of good stuff with it. And that's with Mr. Miguel LeBron. Miguel is a personal growth strategist and the host of the, the Strategy Rewind podcast. We were really lucky that he sat down with us and chatted with us and shared a lot of interesting things, a lot of uh, personal growth strategies, a lot of different ways that you can make your life just a little bit better. So if you're in the self-help kind of market or if you're uh, interested in something like that, Miguel is the guy to look at. So make sure you guys check him out and uh, let him know that we sent you, that you you guys heard him here and that uh, you enjoyed the interview and you want to hear more from him. Uh, Just a reminder, guys, we also have all of our social media. We have Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. If you guys type in Misfit Faction or MF Uncensored, odds are you'll find some of our stuff. And we also want to thank Podbean for having us as their featured podcast for the month of January. That was a lot of fun. We got a lot of great new listeners. So if you guys are listening to to us for the first time, welcome. Thank you. I hope you guys enjoy the ride, enjoy the show. And without further ado, we're going to take a little break. And then when we come back, we're sitting down with Miguel LeBron. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to MF Uncensored. Don't forget, if you guys are listening to us on the go, you can find us on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, basically anywhere you get your podcast. You can also find more of our content on our website, themisfitfaction.com. There you find links to not only this show, but some of our other shows like the Multiverse Fancast and Cinematic Adventures. As always, I'm one of your hosts, Paul, and with me today via the Zoom studio, because that's how podcasts are done nowadays, where nobody sits in a room together anymore. One of the few benefits of the last couple of years is Zoom and just making it so much easier for podcasters, especially to connect. I have the CEO of, of Miguel LeBron Coaching LLC, Mr. Name in the name in the marquee, Miguel LeBron. Miguel, how are you? I am well. Thank you for having me today. It, it is truly an honor because I, I love talking to people that are you know do their own business because it's easy to get podcasters to talk to other podcasters. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. if you post, I think you and I actually we connected on Facebook in one of those right. one of the many podcast groups that I'm sure you're in. <laughs> I'm sure I'm in, and it's funny when you talk to other podcasters about being on shows. They're like, "Yeah, I'll talk about my podcast." I was like, "But but I talk about my podcast on my show." <laughs> So I, I love getting people that, that are well-rounded, that have other things. And I, I always have a big respect for people who like do their own business, do their own work. And I'm really curious to, to kind of learn a little bit more about you. So why don't you first start off telling our audience what you do? Sure, sure. So I'm a personal growth strategist. What that means is that I help individuals think strategically so that they can accomplish their goals. Mm-hmm. And the way that that started was that several years ago, I started doing a search and, and you can do this yourself. You can do a Google search. And if you start search the word strategy, it's either going to be about the boardroom or the war zone. And I found that very frustrating because, well, I was in neither and I felt like I didn't relate to the everyday person. And so the, the more I read on that, found information on it, I figured I'd come up with my own definition. And so my definition of strategy is a defined number of steps for a breakthrough moment. And 
the key there is to identify how far I am from the stre- from the breakthrough that I want to have. And so the key part is that you may be five steps away from your breakthrough moment where I may be 10. And so there should be no comparison in this. I should be honest to where am I and who do I have to become and what do I have to do to be the person that accomplishes the breakthrough moment that I'm seeking to accomplish. And that's where I navigate and help individuals and think strategically on those goals. Oh, wow. Like that. Hold on, I'm processing. Give me, give me four seconds. Okay. All right, we're good. So I want to just really quick jump back to something. So we did an episode. We do an, an episode every year on this show called New Year's Resolutions mm-hmm. or Bullshit. Uh-huh. And the reason we do it is because one of our other co-hosts who couldn't be here today, he uh, he works in, in the martial arts field. And it's a lot of self-empowerment and a lot of mm-hmm. strategic steps like uh, some of the things that you were describing. So we always kind of say that when people start with New Year's Resolutions, they start with the biggest, most vague, most... Like, I'm going to lose weight. Well, how much weight? I don't know. Right. I'm just going to lose weight. So (laughs) I really, I like the idea that you're talking about here are your steps. Here's what you have to do in order to get, some people just don't want to hear it. Right, right. So, so my thought on on New Year's resolutions. Oh, please. (laughs) I think the, the, the issue is what you touched on. We create these radical goals that, I mean, it's, so think about this. If my goal for 2023 is to reach the moon, you're like, okay, that's a big goal. And and of course, everyone says, well, if your goal doesn't scare you, then it's not big enough. It's like, listen, it should scare you straight. It should, you know. So I think with reference to a goal like that, reaching the moon. Okay, well, if you're afraid of heights, address that first before mm. trying to reach the moon. And so to me, it's practical goals lead to a radical life and not the other way around. And I think one of the big issues is that people walk into the new years and they say, "Okay, January 1st, I'm going to live this radical life. Well, you should have started probably around December 15th, Mm -hmm. laying the habits so that when January came around, at least you already had a routine that leads to where you want to get to. Now, speaking of habits, do you find it more challenging to break old habits or create new ones? That's a good question. I think the issue lies with the perspective of it. So mm-hmm. it's like, I want to accomplish X, Y, Z. Okay, what are the steps I have to do? And that's a that's a simple question. That's a question we all ask. But I think the mindset shift is, what's the person I have to become? And so, you know, we talk a, little, a lot about the multiverse, right? If you're into superheroes, right? Oh, and so- on this show, what? <laughs> <laughs> and so we talk about the multiverse and it's like, well, is there an alternative version of you? And and so let's play around this idea. If there is an alternative version of you that is accomplishing the things you want to accomplish, what is that alternative of you doing to accomplish those things? Now the question becomes, can I do it in this universe? Mm-hmm. Most often the quest, the answer is yes, I can do it. It's just, again, that shifting of idea of, Okay, what do I, who do I have to become in order to do those things? And what would that person do? And can I do them? And most often the answer is just simply yes. And so then now it becomes the issue of habit. Okay, can I do that in a consistent basis? I'll give you an example. Oh, yeah. I know a lady who wanted to lose weight, right? This is a common goal that we all have. And and so she wanted to lose weight. And in the idea of losing weight, she joined one of these programs where it's like, you know, lose X amount in Mm -hmm. 25 days, right? And lo and behold, you know, shell out the money. And hey, wouldn't you know that by the end of it, indeed, she had lost a dramatic amount of weight. Only one issue, that by the time the program ended, she didn't want to do the program again. 
Right. And so what happened was that she gained the weight back. All back. Yeah, yeah of course. Of course. And so that's not a practical goal. The idea of losing weight is wonderful, but it's not a practical goal because you can't live it out every day. Mm-hmm. You can't create a habit of going to these extreme, you know, workout regimens or whatever the case may be, because again, you can't live that out every day. But if we create these simple habits, that I can live it out every single day. Like, okay, waking up early and going to bed early. I can do that every day. And you think, well, that's not going to lead for me being the person I want to be. Well, no, not today. But if we consistently do this, then you can build to that person that achieves those goals you want to achieve. That, that's that's awesome, man. Like, seriously, I'm like getting mild shells. But so it's funny you say that because like, I am someone that really struggled with with health and weight loss over the years. I also worked in martial arts for a long time. And when I was doing that, I was in great shape because I was doing martial arts for seven hours a day. Right. And, you know, it was part of the culture, part of the mindset. And then when I when I switched career paths, my my entire world flipped upside down and Mm -hmm. I struggled and I was the same person. I would be like, you know, that same kind of person that's like, all right, I'm going to lose weight. So I'm going to go on this extreme diet. And I'm going to do these extreme workouts. I was working out like an hour and a half every day at minimum. And Mm -hmm. while maybe I I looked a certain aesthetic, I didn't feel good inside. Like I I felt Mm -hmm. miserable all the time. I did a a nutritional supplement. I'm not going to say its name on the podcast because I don't want to get sued. However, comma, they they encourage cleansing. So Mm -hmm. for like three days, you do their cleanse and then you eat moderately afterwards. I did three days and I was like, I'm starving. Yeah. And you I died gained, by the end of it. And I gained all the weight back. And I was like, well, do I have to now I have to buy the program again? It was like three hundred dollars. Yeah. So I think in a world, especially with, you know, a lot of gimmicks in self-help and self-improvement, it's very refreshing to hear somebody that's a little bit more going a different strategy about it. And obviously strategy is your word. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So to me the, the idea is like to me it should be simple. All right. So a while back, several years ago, I had this idea that I was like, I want to, I want to become a better writer. Mm-hmm. I was already doing public speaking, but I was like, I want to become a better writer. And so it's like, okay, well, how do I become a better writer? Well, you know, I could be one of those people that do these lengthy five thousand word posts on Facebook. But, but to be honest, I'm not a big fan of that. Oh, so, <laughs> so I said, okay, I'm not going to do that. Instead, I was already launching my website, so I figured I'm going to start a weekly blog. And that's what I did. I challenged myself every week to write a blog. And after a while, I was like, hmm, I wonder if I can challenge myself to do a daily blog. And I did that for a couple months. I figured out, hey, no, I can't do a daily blog because, well, I got a wife, I got kids, I got X, Y, Z. And and so I didn't consider it a failure, the fact that I wasn't able to do it for a year because it was an experiment. And, and I did see not only an improvement in my writing after I had done over a year long of weekly blogs and then transitioned into daily blog, I saw not only an improvement in my writing, but also in my speaking ability and the ability to actually become more conscious of how I'm using words and how long does it take to speak something out. And so in that sense, it's, it's very practical to start by saying, okay, well, I'm just going to write once a week, and then let me see where I can challenge myself to grow. So again, I probably should just hire you at this point, because <laughs> for those of you guys who have listened to the show, our show is relatively new. We've only been around for, this show in particular has been around for about a year and a half, and we've we've experienced incredible growth. We were just featured on a, we were a featured podcast on Podbean, which was like the coolest That's thing. That's awesome. So a, a big shout out to Podbean for, yeah. uh, for helping us out with that. But when we first started, I did the exact same thing where... 
I was like, all right, we, we managed to book some high-level interviews right away. I was doing four, five, six interviews a week. Oh, wow. And I found myself so incredibly burnt out that when we got to a point where I stopped scheduling them, I was like, I can't. I'm mm -hmm. like emotionally drained. I love to podcast. I love it. It's like my favorite thing to do. If I could do it full time, I would. But right. it's the same thing. I have a job. I have a wife. You know, we have a cat who demands all the attention. <laughs> so it, yeah. it's funny you say that because this is actually our – we're just getting back into interviews for the mm -hmm. year. And that was the goal. One interview a week. There's nothing crazy. But so it's, it's always funny. I find that when I was trying to book a bunch of interviews, I got burnt out. But when mm -hmm. I take my time and I really kind of read who's looking for po who's looking for to guest host, who's doing this, I find that I find much more suited people to be on the show rather than yeah. just people who are like, here's my stuff. There you go. Right, right, right. Just so, throwing at the dark to see what happens. Yeah. And so you do have your own podcast too. So you kind of understand the mentality about it. So tell our tell our listeners a little bit about your show. Yeah, certainly. So the podcast is Strategy Rewind. And the idea is to help individuals develop the proper mindset and strategies for them to accomplish their goals, to accomplish their breakthrough moment. And so what the idea is to be able to, in a practical way, explain strategies that is used in an everyday manner. Again, when I began doing the search, I found that strategies were highlighted more in the boardroom or in the war zone. Right. I said, well, wait a minute, how does this, how does this serve the everyday person? And so I have episodes on how to deal with grief, how to buy a house, how to pick a spouse. And it's like we use strategies in those. And then there are some where it go into leadership, mindset, personal growth, et cetera. But so what we try to do is that focus on the strategies in a practical sense that the listener within 15, 20 minutes of listening can actually say, OK, I can do this today. I can put it into action or at least start moving in that direction. So when you when you talk to people, is it a one on one thing? Is it a group setting? Like, how does it if I wanted to hire you to be my strategic coach, how would that process kind of start and start to move? And what would it be like for me? Yeah, so I have done one on ones and I've done groups as well. Actually, in November, we did a gratitude group and we were thinking actually it's it's the 90 degree thinking so how can i think shift my way so that i can think more appropriately right so in the month of november we did that with a small group and the concept of that that coaching group was again to shift our mindsets it's easy to say especially in the month of november well i'm going to be grateful okay but what am i going to be grateful for can i and can i challenge myself to be grateful even for the things that i don't consider a blessing or that i don't consider providence or that i don't consider to be a good thing can i be grateful even in those moments so i've done the small groups and i've also done one-on-one -on -one. the first step is a consultation so we would sit together Try to identify what is it that you want to accomplish. And, and I've had conversations with individuals where they're like, well, I want to accomplish this, 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 and that. And it's like, okay, let's pull back the rings. And my, my thought is always have one big goal mm -hmm. and then two or three smaller goals. Because if you have this one big goal that covers the next six months and in that you have these smaller goals that you know aren't going to take so long, it creates more momentum as you head towards the finish line of this big go that you know is going to take six to eight months to accomplish. And so I always like to start off with that one-on-one -on -one conversation and say, okay, well, you know, there's not going to be massive results in this 30-minute conversation. It's right. more of 
do we fit? Can we work together? Yes. Okay. What does that then look like on, you know, having communication on a weekly basis? Some individuals need communications on a weekly, other need on a daily. And I had one client who needed simply, you know, a text message. And then we would, you know, every couple of weeks get together on a, on a visual a version like this, like Zoom. And, but I would just send him a text message like, hey, I'm rooting for you. He needed that type of encouragement right. because the anxiety that he felt was was blocking him from doing as simple things as getting behind the wheel of his vehicle. And so it, it was powerful to see the space where we waited two weeks before getting on a, on a Zoom call. But when we got on a Zoom call, all of that daily motivation was enough for him to get behind the wheel and then drive a mile and then start increasing that. And so, again, having those conversations on what exactly is it that the individual wants to accomplish and then what exactly is it that they need in that particular moment? That's awesome, man. Like, so... I want to go back to something that you brought up about the Mm -hmm. one gentleman who with the anxiety, he's having trouble. Like, so do you find that men, especially because we, we just did an interview with somebody, we talked mental health and we talked about men in particular. Do you find that men put up a little bit more resistance to just accepting help, much less following through, or do you find it's just purely individual? Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm having trouble with, I, I suppose this is a side note, but I'm having trouble with these generalizations. Like mm-hmm. I, I see this a lot where, where it's like, all men want is X, Y, Z. And I'm like, I don't want that. Like, it's like, all women want is, and then I look at my wife and it's like, nah, that, that ain't it. So I think in a general sense, however, <laughs> I think in a general sense, it is difficult for anyone to feel comfortable enough to express themselves because there's a level of vulnerability where I don't know if I'm going to be accepted, rejected, ridiculed, et cetera. So there's a level of vulnerability there that oftentimes we people don't want to get into. When we talk about men specifically, you know, coming from the Latin community as a Latin individual, oftentimes I encounter other Latin men who is like, they they, they feel like, nah, I can't, you know, it's, it's the machismo. It's, it's oh, the yeah. culture of, you know, you, they can't see you cry. And, And then that expands even beyond just the Latin community, whereas everyone or a lot of individual, a lot of men feel like I can't let them see me cry. You know, I got to I got to suck it up. I got to be a man. Yep. Yeah. And so those it becomes more of, okay, how do I. How do I have a conversation that speaks the language of this individual? And, I, and I'm a fan of that challenge. Right. So how do I speak in a way that this individual understands th- that I understand them? And for some people, it's it's as clear as me saying, I understand. And then for some people, it's, well, let me share with you my struggle so that you can understand that I literally understand that I've been in that situation. See, I think that empathy is a very powerful force and just being able to put like there's nothing more frustrating than somebody just being like, well, get over it. Well, you don't, right. you don't know how to like something. Sometimes you need to be told, get over it, like move on. Yeah. However, like there are plenty of times <laughs> where like, you know, I'm a big advocate for mental health. I'm a big advocate for uh, self-empowerment, self-improvement. Mm-hmm. And I find, I love, I love listening to people do, do different things. Like I, I saw Tony Robbins live, you know, obviously he's the big one, I guess, yeah, yeah. but like, it didn't resonate with me. It wasn't, mm-hmm. it wasn't my language that he was speaking. Right. I've, I've talked I've spoken to so many professionals and I love just, I get a little bit of something every time I talk to someone and I find it inc- incredibly refreshing that your first step is to overcome that resistance is to be like, Hey, I've been there. Like, yeah. it's, not, it's not easy, but yeah. it's, it's fixable. But you know, you seem like a very, you have to put in the work kind of guy. 
Like if I came to you going, Hey, I want this goal. You're the, you're going to be the guy that says, well, you're going to have to work for it. You're going to have to like, here's where we are. Let's move. Right. Right. Exactly. And yes. <laughs> and, and I'm that way with, even with myself, you know, so it's, it's not one of those things where it's like, you know, like for example, in full transparency, one of the things that this year I wanted to do was be a little healthier. And so I found out that that I have some health issues uh, and and I need a CPAP and and so I didn't know that about me and as last year was ending I I started you know getting together with my doctor and figuring out what was going to happen but I knew that I was going to be getting the CPAP this year I actually got it a couple of days ago so one of the things that I said to myself is, okay, I, I need to become a, a better version of me, a healthier version of me. Because what happens is that in the life of trying to build a business, in the life of trying to get yourself out there in social media, in the life of be with a, you know, be a good husband, be a good father, be all these things, some of the things fall to the wayside. And to me, for me, it was that, mm -hmm. that being, being able to establish healthier habits. And so what I did was this. And I went ahead, started last year. So I didn't start January per se. I started mid-December. I said, okay, I'm going to start increasing my water intake. And that may sound simple for someone who drinks a lot of water. But for me, on the go, 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 I could drink a lot of coffee. <laughs> but water just wasn't the go-to. So now, again, thinking practically, how did, how did I do it or how have I done it? I set alarms on my phone because my phone is always with me. Right. So I set alarms on my phone that says drink water. And it's like, all right, here I go. Here, here's my bottle. I got to drink water. water right? yep. Yeah. So alarm goes off. Boom. I set that up. Fantastic. What's the next thing? Well, I got to I got to get better with sleeping. So now I've gone ahead and, and figured out a routine that works for me for sleeping. But in order to do that, what I did was that I spoke with my wife and I said, hey, listen, I know you got to wake up in the morning. I don't want to put an alarm that conflicts with yours. Right. What time are you going to be up? She says 630. I said, great. I'm going to be up by 630 a.m. I'll go to bed by 1130 p.m. So I've been doing that. So now there's no excuse for her to be mad because. Somehow I figured out I might be able to wake up at 5 a.m. after going to bed at 1 a.m. Like, you know, there's no argument because now I know specifically. So now as the CPAP is coming around, well, I've already been able to establish a routine on sleeping, establish a routine on water intake. And and now as I'm going to get ready to to start going to the gym is like, well, I've already been doing all these things. Right. So it's I'm not dependent on. Gee, I hope that my membership really works out at the gym or that the CPAP really changes my sleeping pattern. No, no, no. I've already been going to bed early and waking up early. And so there lies the detail. It's it's can you make it a lifestyle? Can you work it out every single day? And it's the first time I'm sharing any of those details, but I'm sharing it because I think it's valuable to understand if we think about our goals in a practical way then it's more easier. One of the things I even did was let me break this down in, in years. Where do I want to be in five years from mm -hmm. now? And what is that version of five years from now of me looks like? And are they going to be happy with the things I did now? Or are they going to look at me and be like, you really didn't set me up for, for victory here. Right. Oh, that's awesome. Cause like, I think visualizing yourself in the future, I also want to be like, well, what did I, what did that guy do? What did mm -hmm. that guy do that I have to do right now? And I, and I love how you bring up the, these little micro changes because obviously like if a health issue comes up 
there's a time like there's a fair chance, especially, you know, I'm, I'm in my mid thirties. So mm-hmm. I just found out my cholesterol is a little high. I was like, what? Mm. I'm 35. What are you talking yeah. about? High oh, we're the same age. Oh, I'm look at that. Yes. <laughs> so, so I get my, I'd go and do blood work for the, and go for my physical for the first time in like eight years. I'll be honest. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you know, my doctor's like, you're, you know, you're very healthy, you know, just, you know, we got to do blood work and all that stuff. Right. Get the blood work back and it's like high cholesterol. I was like, what? <laughs> Now, <laughs> full transparency on my end, I may not have properly fasted the night before because right, right, right. I work out for so like so much just so I can eat so much. It's how I mm-hmm. it's how I balance, and right. so it you know obviously a medical condition comes up, something that you it's either do this or bad mm-hmm. consequences, and it could make your life drastically different. Yeah. But the fact that you already had some of these more smaller changes that you'd already put into place, like the C, going to a CPAP, but you've already started fixing your sleeping habits because sleep habits are a really big issue in our country nowadays yeah like i just started setting my phone so that it goes into sleep mode at 9 p.m oh yeah i do the same thing yeah yeah so now like my whole sc- screen turned gray it's the first time black I was like, and white I was yeah, like, what is this? yeah what happened yeah. and i was like oh it's nine o'clock i have to start you know i down. did I, I i was meaning to a few years back I went ahead and I and I said, forget it. I'm de- I'm disconnecting from all social media platforms. Mm. It wasn't that it was toxic or anything like that. It's just I just said I'm, I'm investing a lot of time, so I disconnected entirely. Well, one of the things I did this year, and I thought about maybe I should do that again. Instead of doing that, I've put a timer on Facebook and YouTube oh. and Instagram, and it does a similar thing. That is that when time is reaching out, it'll be like, you got five minutes left on this app. And I'm like, oh, no. And it goes black and white. And then I was like, goodbye. Boom. And you're out of the app. And uh, yeah. And and so a couple of days ago, I was watching something on, on YouTube. And the video was fairly lengthy, but there I was watching it. And it said five minutes. I was like, no. So I tried to speed up the, 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 playback the, the video. <laughs> yeah. And uh, but it, it blocked me out anyways, and so my wife was like, "What's wrong?" I was like, "I just got kicked out of YouTube." She was like, "How'd you do that?" I was like, "Cause I put a timer," and it was like, "I don't want to go back to the to the old me. Like, I don't want right. to go to that old version." And, you know, and thinking again, if I'm if I'm 35, then okay, who do I want to be when I'm 40? And like you said, what what does that person have to do to get to that point of success? Well, that well, then I have to commit to this timer that I've set, even though it's annoying. <laughs> so I, I also find it exceptionally refreshing that you have your own goals and habits and things that you do. Like you get so many of these, and I'm going to put this in quotes. This is no, in no way an insult to anybody. Inspirational, like motivational kind of people. Yeah, and yeah. And it's their business. And some are fantastic. I have friends that do motivational speaking and like mm-hmm. people that I'm, I'm very close to and they're very good at what they do. Then you, you know, you're scrolling through like, youtube tv or whatever and suddenly you see like that guy who's putting on the show but you can tell he's not very good at what he does or he mm. doesn't practice what he preaches right we had a, a rival martial arts school that uh, that we i don't want to say we put out a business but we impacted their business because the guy who was running it was morbidly obese mm. was not taking care of himself like I don't want to learn martial arts from a guy that doesn't look like he can actually do martial arts. Right, right. So I find right. it I find it awesome that you as as somebody who's like, "Hey, if you want to work with me, here are the things that I do myself. Like here are the things that I work on." So I find that exceptionally refreshing. Yeah, yeah. To me, you know, there one of the words that I think were thrown around several years ago and, you know, some words they kind of just 
come back around around i think one of the words is is transparency is authenticity mm-hmm. and people talk about well, be your authentic self and then you know you scroll around and and you say wow this person seems authentic but when you dig in a little deeper like wait a minute they talk about work life harmony but then it's like during the middle of a divorce and and that's that's no shade on someone who's in that situation but it's like how can you speak about work life harmony and you're in the middle of that situation right there's not harmony there then and so how could i speak about practical goals will lead to a radical life and then i'm over here saying i'm gonna get to the moon but i'm afraid of heights it's like that doesn't make sense Mm -hmm. that doesn't equal out i think the message and the messenger need to be aligned and there lies authenticity there lies transparency then it's easy for me to sit down and say hey you know what you feel like you failed guess what i've been there before too Yeah. So for you, though, I know we kind of already talked about it a little bit, but I'm Mm -hmm. I'm just curious, what are the most common things that people come to you for? Yeah. So initially, initially, my my journey started in the nonprofit organizations. And so because I was a leader in nonprofit organizations, most individuals that would come up to me had the fear of speaking in public. Right. And so they would come up and say, okay, well, I want to speak in public. And I was putting out these strategies that they could put into action. And I was, you know, tailoring them to whoever I was speaking to, rather with someone young or old or in between. And so I was working that way. And then I, then I, that's when I realized, wait a minute, I could probably leverage this into more of a, of a business where, yes, I'm providing a service, but I'm also gaining dividends, something that you don't gain in the nonprofit sector. <laughs> and so Hence the name, uh, as yeah. I... Yeah, as I transitioned on, you know, as I transitioned on, because I was producing my own podcast, I had people that reached out and said, hey, help me with my podcast. And I was like, yes, because while I'm transitioning to providing a service. And then I realized, yeah, that ain't it. That's not it. So really, I got I had to get very clear. And so to answer the question of who do I work with, it's really that everyday individual, that mom and pop, that person who's trying to balance life and school, trying to balance work and home and marriage and their spirituality and still somehow get to being the person they can be proud of before they hit the grave. And so those are the people that I like to work with, those everyday individuals, those mom and pop people that are trying to really be prosperous despite the average day situations. That's awesome. Can you tell us one of your one of your biggest success stories? Like a story that comes to mind that you're just like, man, that was just friggin' awesome. Yeah, yeah. So there was an individual whom I was working with with reference to public speaking. Mm-hmm. And this individual was was very direct, very dry when he spoke. And so every time he wanted to get a chance to speak, and there were these moments where he would get the chance to speak, it was, hey, you got 30 minutes to speak. And within five minutes, he was done because it was like straight to the point. And no nuance, no show, no flash. I got it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And so he was like, I need to figure out how do I stretch this out? How do I how do I bring the the value, but also bring people along in the ride? And so I was able to sit down with him and it wasn't like a two day thing. It was through a few months, different exercises of, okay, speak now, speak here, speak in these moments, speak on these topics, engage in this. And through these various challenges, again, tailored to him and what he was trying to accomplish, he was able then to get 
a point, and this was actually last year, where he was able to stand in front of a crowd and nearly 200 people, and he was able to stand in front of them, and he was able for 45 minutes to speak that by the end, everybody rose and applauded. And he was like, oh, my goodness, it works. It actually works. <laughs> yeah, it's funny because, so. like, I, I, I have no problem with public speaking, but for 45 minutes, that's, that is a long amount of public speaking. Yeah, it is. It is. As, and of course, you know, you talk about from five minutes to 45 minutes and, and that's huge that. Yeah, it's massive. And and not only just to do it, but to do it, feel confident in the message that you're delivering. I recently we actually have an episode on the podcast where this this lady, she was having issues with anxiety and her issues with anxiety were so serious that although she loved poetry and she still does love poetry, she does poetry. She was standing on in the stage in one particular event. The spotlight hit her and she ran off the stage and out of the door. Oh no. Because of her anxiety. And so, and so, yeah, that's an episode there where we talk about anxiety. And on that one, I share my, my own reflection on how I was able to deal with anxiety that I just didn't know I had. And it's funny you say that because, like, obviously, we discovered during the course of this podcast, we're the same age. Wild. Yeah. <laughs> I never ask. I always just say my age and see where the other person kind of vets on that. But, yeah. you know, growing up, people didn't talk about anxiety. Dep people only talked about depression after something terrible happened. Mm -hmm. And right. it was it's so weird. Or my personal favorite, ADD or ADHD. Oh, yeah. No, you didn't have none of that. No, just, he's just hyper. That. He's got a lot of energy. He had sugar <laughs> exactly. today. Um, take so, him to the park. He'll be all right. <laughs> let, him, let him play it out. But it's it's funny you say that because like nowadays there's such a more common understanding about especially things like anxiety, depression. Mm -hmm. You know, I, one of the worst things you ever hear is, I don't know why that happened. That person was always so happy. You look at like a Robin Williams or something like that. Like everybody yeah. was like depressed, suicidal. Like we could not. How yeah. would we know? And you never know what people are really dealing with. And I think that nowadays it's a lot it's a lot better just culturally. Like, hey, I'm feeling a little anxious. Like, I know I can go up to my wife and tell her, hey, I'm feeling anxious. And she's like, all right, well, what are you feeling? I hate going mm -hmm. to the city. That's, that's the best example. I hate going to the city. I love the city, but I hate going. We right, went yeah. to Comic-Con last year. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. We had a good time. It was her first time there. It was my second time there. But I don't like crowds. More mm. because... I just, I like, I'm ready to just throw hands. Like who just touched me? Like just, you know, so she's very good at just like we're walking. She'll be the one who just holds my arm. She knows mm -hmm. what I'm getting. So I, I think it's a powerful thing that, you know, recognizing anxiety, depression, and also our own personal faults. So I, I that's yeah. just a really cool story. And I really like it. So how, is she, how's she doing now? Oh no, she's doing great now. Yes. That, that's the real thing yeah. I wanted to get to. Yeah, 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 yeah. Spoiler alert. Spoiler uh, alert. <laughs> yeah, no, she's doing good. She she was able to the the thing about it was, you know, and, and on that episode, and one of the things I've spoken about before is you, you gotta pick your fear. Mm -hmm. Right. Are you are you more scared of failure or are you more fail are you more fearful of stagnation? Like which one really scares you? And to me it's like yeah, I don't want to fail, but I, I also don't want to be stagnant. I don't right. want it to be that years go by and I regret things that I could have done. Mm -hmm. That is the issue. And in that episode, she talks about how she had to get to that point where it's like, yeah, I don't want anyone on stage to maybe laugh at me or maybe that I may stumble over my words. 
but I also don't want to keep running away from these opportunities that are coming my way because she really feels like she has a gift. And it's like, well, if you have this gift, you're going to be held accountable for that gift. Did you maximize it? What would be your answer once you get to the grave? What, what would be your answer? And so that mindset shift for her was what helped her actually be able to do poetry, love it again and get on stage. That's awesome. I, like seriously, that that's chill, chill inducing. Like I love success stories. Like I, I think you learn a lot from failure and I'm sure mm-hmm. there are plenty of people that you've worked with that, that just, it doesn't go that way. And it's usually, I, I don't ever want to place blame, but a lot of times it's very easy for, if I were to hire somebody and I don't get the exact results that I want, it's their fault. They yeah. did the wrong thing. And I, I just find it exceptionally, again, I, I keep using the word refreshing because it's such a different way of viewing things. But do you have any any of those kind of people that turned around and they were like, it's your fault that I am not, you know, chiseled like Ryan yeah. Gosling or whatever it is? So, <laughs> so, so the individual that I'm mentioning with reference to um, anxiety, getting behind the wheel, and, you know, we sat down, we had a 30-minute consultation. He was like, yep, let's do it. Let's work together. I was like, fantastic. And one of the first individuals that I actually and said, hey, we're going to work together and here's my fee. So in 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 navigating that journey, it's not easy. So if anybody's listening and thinking, well, I want to start charging for a service that I've been doing, oftentimes it's like we have confidence in our service, but do you have confidence enough to put a price tag on it? Right. And that was the issue that I was having. So I was like, hey, don't worry. Like, I'm, you know, let's, let's, let's just see where we are. So as opposed to just giving one free, you know, 30 minute strategy session where we just talk and dive into it. I was like, Hey, I'll, I'll give you a couple more. And and I did, I sat down for free for about three times. And within those three times, by the end of it, he had been sitting again, sitting behind the wheel, facing his anxiety and being able to drive a mile, which was a massive change from when we initiated. Well, I knew that I had arrived to this point where I had to say, hey, this is a service, there is a fee, here is a fee. And when I got to that point of the conversation, he was like, hey, thank you so much, but I'm not going to do it because this week was the most horrible week and Uh. I couldn't do this and I couldn't do that. And I'm like, what about what about the last two weeks? <laughs> what about the last three times that we've seen this right. gradual growth? What about that? And 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 that was tough because it felt like, well, did I do something wrong? And and of course, after that, I had a, a couple more clients where I was like, okay, no, 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 wait a minute. And there's there's this person that that we, we have mutual friends. His name is Michael Faber, and he he said something in one of these talks that he did. He said, you know, you can give a coach, which is similar to what you were saying, where an individual can work with a coach and see massive success and say, man, I couldn't have done it without coach. And yet there's the other individual who uses the same coach, sees no results and says it's all because of the coach. Right. It's like, well, who's right in this? Is it a great coach? Is it a bad coach? And to me, it really falls back on the individual. Are we doing the work are we really putting in the daily habits not not just saying well am i accomplishing my goals yeah you want to obviously accomplish your goals but you also want to live this out it's much easier if you make it a daily habit and then of course ideally like any treatment like any medicine like anything that helps you i mean my thought is ideally you want to kind of wing away from that the idea at least to me is that is can we implement something that can get you to where you want to get to. And then at least you build the confidence where you can replicate that. If you want to keep working together, fine, fantastic. I'm not going to complain, but ideally it would be you building the muscle. Mm-hmm. 
Well, we're unfortunately we are running low on time, so we're going to end on that because that was an awesome note. Because <laughs> I, again, I always say you learn way more from failure than you do from constant success. I always say constant success. If everything's going really well, like sometimes you need. I mean, me personally, I need to be humbled every once in a while. And that's why I married my yeah. wife, because she's really good at keeping me humble. <laughs> I also say she always keeps me accountable. So, it, But it, it's almost like what you said. You know, the coach that works for one doesn't work for another. Like, I could marry anyone. Like, mm -hmm. I, I'm a handsome guy. I could go yeah. out and get married. But I knew within six months that the woman that I was dating at the time, I was going to marry her. And we did. And so, like, I, I love that kind of analogy where it's like, you could work with somebody, but if they're not the right fit for you, it's not right. going to work. And it's not a, it's not an issue with you or the individual or whatever it is. It's just we don't fit. It's like taking two jigsaw pieces and trying to put them together. It just doesn't work. Exactly. exactly. So for all of our listeners, how could they find out more about you? Where could they go? Websites, anything like that? Yeah, so you can go directly to MiguelLeBron.com. Once you get to MiguelLeBron.com, you'll be able to read all of the blogs I've put out. You'll also be able to listen to our podcast, Strategy Rewind, which, of course, is available on all audio streaming platforms. And if you wanted to set up a coaching session, we can easily do that from there, from MiguelLeBron.com. That's awesome. Miguel, thank you so much for sitting down with us. This was fantastic. And I have a feeling you're going to be hearing from me again because I'm going to drag my wife down for one of these episodes. And I, I, think, <laughs> she, I think she would pick your brain even better than I could. Awesome. Awesome. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. And thank you to the listeners. Thank you, Miguel. Have a great rest of your day. Thank you, too. Hey, guys, it's Paul and the Misfit Faction is looking for your help. We are trying to grow not only our network, but also grow our brands. And the best way to do that is if you guys are looking to start your very own podcast, maybe you guys have been listening to us for a while. Maybe it's something you guys have always wanted to do, but you're not sure how to get started. If you go to podbean.com slash Misfit Faction, you guys will get a month of free podcasting on us. That is a gift from us. So make sure if you guys are looking to start your own show, you reach out to us and go to podbean.com slash Misfit Faction. Also, maybe you guys have your own online business or service. Service that you're always looking to grow, and advertising is a very big part of that. If you guys go to sponsorship.podbean.com slash Misfit Faction, you guys can get $100 worth of free advertising, again, as a thank you from us to you guys. That's sponsorship.podbean.com slash Misfit Faction. Wow, that was uh, that was really awesome. Miguel was a really great uh, guest. He was fantastic with us, uh, so accommodating, so just you know, full of insight and just a really good energy. And it just it, you could tell in the interview that it really jived. I've done a lot of interviews, not to toot any horns or anything, but like I've done a fair amount of these, and you never really know how they're gonna go. You you know, you do your pre-interview, you do your post-interview, and sometimes it just it just clicks. And this was one of those interviews where it just immediately clicked. Miguel was just such a, a gracious guy and just such a genuine guy. So I think our energies just really uh, connected on this one. So we want to thank you guys for listening. We want to thank Miguel for his time. Make sure you guys check out some of his stuff. He's on all social media. We'll make sure we tag him in a bunch of things. And we want to thank you guys for listening. I mean, you guys, we can't do this without you. So we want to remind you guys also to check out our store at themisfitfaction.com. We have merch. We have all sorts of things. Uh, we're looking to do some new stuff. So if you guys have any insights or things that you want to see, whether it's uh, beanies, T-shirts, long sleeves, workout gear, anything like that, just let us know. And we want to uh, make sure that we add stuff that you guys want, not just stuff that I want to buy and wear around the house. So make sure you guys check that out at themisfitfaction.com. And uh, we're also looking for collaborators. We're looking for guests. We're looking for people that want to share their stuff. Uh, so if you guys are doing any sort of creative uh, activities, whether it's writing or editing or doing your own podcasts or videos, let us know. We uh 
we would love to talk to you guys and love to reach out and uh, do a little networking. So make sure you guys check that out. You can email us at misfitfaction at gmail.com. And like I said before, you can find us on all social medias, uh, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook. Just type in MF Uncensored or The Misfit Faction. Odds are you'll find some of our stuff. So we want to thank you guys for listening. We want to thank Miguel for his time. And we will see you guys next week.